Herbert Richardson was a Vietnam War veteran who came home from the war with severe PTSD after watching many of his friends get killed and being severely injured himself. His whole life post-war was tumultuous, but he became happier after finding love. When his girlfriend ended their relationship, he became obsessed with getting her back. In his deluded and irrational state, he came up with a plan to win her back by constructing a small bomb, detonating it under her front porch and swooping in to her rescue. Before that could happen, the woman's niece saw the small package and picked it up from under the porch. It detonated and killed the girl immediately. In no time, Herbert was found out by the police, convicted and labeled a murderer. The state decided to seek the death penalty. It was a long time before I knew anything more of the criminal justice system than people who do bad things go to prison and that's fair. As a privileged person and as someone who did not know anyone in my community who was incarcerated, I didn't really have to know more than that. I only started to understand some of the complexities of the criminal justice system during my senior year of high school. Through an integrative course where we studied social issues in our communities, I got the opportunity to learn more about the criminal justice system. The memory that sticks with me the most from that class was going to visit a jail in Chicago. I remember walking into the jail and instantly feeling like the facility was designed in a way that was meant to steal your joy. Everything was gray and drab, the cells were so small, and the idea of privacy didn't seem to exist. I felt depressed getting to see a picture of life in jail. I couldn't imagine actually living in that picture. Whether or not people had done bad things, the way the jail was set up felt dehumanizing. I simultaneously felt distraught and separate from the experience. This was reality for so many people, but I would also go home continuing to live my life. Three years later, with my visit to the jail far behind me, I attended a lecture by a man named Brian Stevenson. I decided to go because I had heard he was a lawyer who was notable for his work in prison reform. The subject matter piqued my interest. The moment he began talking, he captured my attention. I was pulled in. He spoke with conviction and sincerity about some of the most horrendous realities in the criminal justice system. It wasn't long after attending that lecture that I started reading his book, Just Mercy. Reading the book overwhelmingly confirmed the sense I had gotten in high school that people were being unnecessarily dehumanized by the criminal justice system. Brian Stevenson tells a multitude of stories about people that have been wrongfully convicted and put on death row, or people who have been convicted of a crime and put on death row with little regard for their life circumstances or other motivators in the crime. Abuse and negligence were rampant and it seemed to be deemed okay because people were labeled as criminals. People working for the system so quickly lost sight of people's humanity. 
The system was failing so many people. It was disheartening. Though much of my horror was about how the criminal justice system so egregiously dehumanized imprisoned people, there also seemed to be more at stake. The criminal justice system is unnecessarily hurting so many people and people working in the criminal justice system are often the instigators of that hurt. Prosecutors purposely shoot for the highest sentence, sometimes even going above the law to do so. Prison officials abuse inmates as if it is their right. And very few people within and outside of the criminal justice system seem to be doing anything about it. Whether you work in a prison or not, the actions of people seem to qualify imprisoned people's humanity as expendable. Undoubtedly, the system is failing people in prison. Yeah, I can't shake the thought of how the system affects the humanity of those in power. What does it do to their humanity to dehumanize others? What does it do to my humanity to stand by idly? The system isn't just failing inmates, it is failing everybody. In the scripture we read today, the Pharisees, religious leaders who know right from wrong, bring a woman who has committed adultery to Jesus. It is clear they expect Jesus to punish her for her crime. In that time, adultery was literally against the law and more than that was punishable by execution. The expectation was that she would be stoned to death and they would be the ones to throw the stones. The Pharisees seem so confident in what will come of the woman. Distinguishing their own righteousness, they challenged Jesus with the question, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? Jesus does not answer them. They keep pestering him with the hope that they've stumped him. Jesus replies, let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Or said today, consider this woman's humanity in light of your own. Can you not see yourself in her shoes? Don't you too have a history that is not perfect? Are you truly any different than the woman standing before you? They walk away one by one. In true form, Jesus has stumped them. None of them are without sin. Eventually, the woman and Jesus realize that none of the Pharisees are left among them. Jesus leaves the woman saying that he does not condemn her and that she should no longer sin. This story is rather applicable to the criminal justice system. Themes like crime, punishment, and law transcend time. In Just Mercy, I read many stories about sheriffs, prosecutors, and district attorneys who believe they knew right from wrong. 
Like the Pharisees, most of them were so confident about what they believed to be right. The Pharisees labeled the woman who committed adultery as an adulterer. The criminal justice system labels someone who commits a crime as a criminal. Herbert Richardson caused the death of a young girl. Well, then he should be labeled a murderer. The problem is that people rarely fit into the neat boxes of right and wrong. Herbert committed a crime. He was also a person outside of that crime with his own background and story that preceded it. Herbert's life was trauma-filled from the very beginning. At the young age of three, Herbert lost his mother. It didn't take long before his childhood became entangled with drugs and alcohol. Perhaps in an effort to recenter his life, he enlisted at the tender age of 18. The war only seemed to amplify his trauma. When his entire platoon was killed in an ambush, he was the only one that survived with severe injuries. Despite suicide attempts and crying outbursts, he remained in the war for seven more months. There were doctors that acknowledged that he needed psychiatric help, but no one acted on the matter until he had a mental breakdown. He was discharged honorably. I'm not saying all this because Herbert's background excuses the horror of the loss of a young girl's life. There is no question that the death of the young girl is a tragedy. It is. But to totally negate Herbert's past allows people to distance themselves from Herbert's humanity. It allows me to distance myself from Herbert's humanity. The prosecutor, judge, and prison officials believed Herbert was solely a murderer and deserved the death penalty. Despite Brian Stevenson's attempts to overturn the court's rulings, he did not succeed. Herbert was executed. Stevenson paints a painful picture of the event, describing the shamefulness that surrounded it. Everyone at the prison seemed to carry that shame and regret and remorse filled the space. Those involved in the punishment didn't seem to stop to ask themselves, what does it do to me to be part of the failing system? Stevenson walked away realizing that there is a misconception that people can throw stones without implicating their own humanity. Those involved in Herbert's death sentence were just as much a part of a failing system. I do not work in the criminal justice system, but I am part of a society that supports one that is like what I have described. After reading Just Mercy, I have wondered what it does to my humanity to live in a society where this is the norm and have little of a response to it. Am I not part of the failing system too? The Pharisees seem to present us with two options, to throw a stone or to not throw a stone. There is another option though. In the story of the woman caught in adultery, Jesus, does not stand by idly. 
It is not only that Jesus does not throw a stone, but that he recenters the woman and the Pharisees' shared humanity. He sees the woman beyond her crime and believes in her potential for redemption. Herbert was labeled as a murderer and died because of it. The system failed him and it has failed many more like him. If I live by the system's rules, it will fail me too. I want to see people beyond the worst thing that they've ever done and believe in their potential for redemption. In this failing system, my humanity is implicated too. I cannot be fully human until everyone is treated as such. I cannot be more than the worst thing I have done until everyone is taken out of their boxes, seen beyond a label. I want to be on the side of humanity. More than that, I need to be on the side of humanity.